guys. Welcome back to our podcast. Today, we're talking about Moonlight. Last week, we did uh, Hello, High Water, which was a good movie. But compared to this one, in my opinion, it's actually way better. And not going to lie, I only preferred this movie just because there was a little more going on from Hell or High Water. Okay. It was a great movie. Um, personally, for my rating, I gave it an 8.5 out of 10. I do have some critiques. More so with the way the movie was made. Um, which we'll get to that here in a bit. Not necessarily the movie itself. The movie was great. It it's a ten out of ten for a, it, it won the Academy Award for Best Picture mm-hmm. for that year for a reason. It's just for me personally, my complaints and critiques is there's a main character in the beginning of the movie. Um, and I would have liked to know what happened to that character. Yeah, without trying to give any spoilers right mm-hmm. now. Um, I would have liked to know some more stuff. For, with some other characters, and the ending was very abrupt for me. Okay. Um, but I'll go more into my critique as to why I give it an eight and a half instead of the ten that it deserves as we go through our summary. Okay. Because I think it'll make more sense that way. Yeah, makes sense. I rated it a nine out of ten, yeah, because there are some concerns, like like you said. I know we actually discussed it personally after we watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, we'll discuss more about that here in a bit. Yeah. But for the cast, this movie had, at least for me, one of my favorite actors. I have seen him in a couple of movies. Um, this would be Mr. Mahershala Ali. He plays the character of Juan. And we also had Janelle Monet who plays Teresa. His wife in the movie. Yeah. Um, we have our main character, whose name is Chiron. And the premises of the movie is it's broken into three parts. Little, Chiron, Black. And the reason why it's so, like, it's into those three parts, I feel like it's just because, like, in the beginning of the movie, you see Chiron, this little kid, you know, but... I guess the little kids on the street just call him little. I'm mm-hmm. just guessing because, you know, he's, you know, he's a small he's, kid. He's a small, skinny kid. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, his actual name, Chiron. We don't find out about that until uh, somewhat into the movie. Already. Yeah. Yeah. So it's broken up into three parts because it's basically the faces of his life. And in these faces, he goes by these names. So. Just to continue on the whole conversation of our amazing actors in this movie, um, the actor that plays Little is Alex... Alex Hibbert. Yes. And then the actor that plays Chiron in the second part is Ashton Sanders. And then we have the actor who plays Black, which is Trevante Rhodes. Which is still... Chiron in the storyline. Yeah, Just, so this is Chiron, but he's obviously played by different actors. And yeah. it's important to acknowledge these actors, in my opinion, because each actor that played a time frame, a face in Chiron's life was a great actor. In my oh, opinion. yeah. They played him awesomely. Uh, very unbelievable. Yeah. And then we have his mom, Chiron's mom, who's played by Naomi Harris. Her character's name is Paula. Her character in the movie, when we first see her, she just seems like a very concerned mother, you know, that has... Well, to me, I see it like a very concerned mother, like, where, like, oh, like, she just got off work and stuff like that, you know? Mm. I don't... It was very misleading to me. Mm. Like, I have we see <laughs> Paula, she works at the hospital. I'm guessing she's, like, an, a nurse or something like mm-hmm. that. She She has scrubs. So, yeah, we have different opinions on what we 
think about Paula's parenting choices. Yeah. Um, but um, besides these characters, another important character throughout the movie is Kevin. Um, same as Chiron, Kevin has three actors who portray him. Um, when he's little, it's portrayed by Jaden Piner. My apologies if we mispronounce anything. Piner, Piner, I'm not too sure. And then when he is a teenager, he's played by Jarrell Jerome. Mm-hmm. And his adult... Uh, actor is Andre Holland. So I would say those are like our main focal characters in oh, this yeah, movie. For sure. So the movie starts with uh, the character named Juan. Um, he is driving up to some place. It looks like an apartment complex. Apartment complex. He sees this one dude outside just on the sidewalk. It looks like he's uh, pretty shady. He's guessing he deals drugs. Yeah. I mean, it, it's pretty kind that he does. Um, And he, they're just kind of talking and we see a bunch of kids, a Run. group of kids chasing after one kid. Yeah. Um, At least for me, like just that bully mentality. You can tell like, why, why do so many little kids need to go after one kid? Exactly. Like it was whatever. Besides the point. So they're running after him and he runs into an apartment and in that apartment, he finds crystal or a meth pipe, something of the sort. Yeah, some sort of drug device. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Um, he's just looking, and then all of a sudden, he hears a knock on the door, right? Or was it on the window that was boarded up in the apartment? I I don't remember exactly if it was a knock on the door, but I know that Juan starts pulling at either cardboard or like a slab of very dainty wood yeah. apart and he opens the window and finds Chiron in there. Yeah, it was a piece of plywood off the window. Yes, 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 yes. Now I remember now. And that's where we see on the screen it's like one little lowercase i um, and then it says little. Yeah. So we're introduced to the first phase of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um. So after that, um, Juan takes little to go eat and they're eating like at a diner or something and he just won't talk to him. Oh yeah, he's very quiet. Throughout, yeah, Chiron looks very timid, scared, maybe nervous, shy. Yeah, yeah, and um, Juan ends up bringing him to um, his house where Teresa's at, Mm -hmm. and they're having dinner, and he still won't talk. But Teresa ends up getting him to talk. Seems like he doesn't have a father in his life, and he doesn't want to go back to his mom either. Yeah, what did you think when he started talking? I thought it was like, okay, maybe like he was like an orphan or something like that. Or like with the state. Yeah. Yeah. In the state. Yeah. In the state where he was. Yeah. I thought it was like somewhere like he was an orphan. He was like in a foster care or something like that. I don't know. It was interesting, though, about like how he ended up in the apartment and just how Juan just uh, softened up to him. Like mm-hmm. he did take him out to eat on the way home. He tried to get him to talk more. But like, you know, he was just wasn't talking. Yeah. It was. Honestly, I felt sorry for the kid. I was wondering, like, what's going on for sure. Yeah. And then, like, once he starts talking, Teresa's like, do you want to go to your mom's or something like that? And he says no. And she lets him stay there. Like, ma'am, they can twist that on you. It could be kidnapping. Oh, yeah. Like, he's a minor. Mm. Like, I personally thought, like, girl, yes, respect the kid's opinions and all this, but he still has to go to his mom. Like, I'm sorry, but... You wouldn't catch me doing that. Like, I'd be like, you know what? If something's going on at home, let's go to the police station, talk to the cops, whatever the case may be. But I ain't getting accused of kidnapping a child that I don't even know because <laughs> um, he's saying he doesn't want to go to home to his mom. Mm-hmm. So after that, we do see that 
um, Juan takes Chiron home. And we see Paula coming up the stairs. Like, she just got off work. Her reaction to me wasn't that of a worried mother, more of a pissed off. Oh, yeah. Basically, hey, just saying, um, like, Chiron, how come you didn't come home straight after school? I told you to come straight home. And then Juan's just like, what the fuck? That's your first concern? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she seems pissed off. And she's like, oh, he's always good about taking care of himself. He's a child. What do you mean he's good at taking care of himself? Yeah. Like, there are state programs where, like, okay, if you can't afford daycare, they help you. Like, find a way, but this kid should not be taking care of himself. True. Um, For me, she just did not really have a warm reaction or, like, a concerned one. It was more like a, what the heck? Yeah. So after that, we the movie goes along. We see how um, Chiron and some other kids are playing. Um, and that's where we're introduced to Kevin. Yeah, to Kevin. They're both little. They're both just still little kids. Um, when they were playing around with those other older kids, you know, it looked kind of friendly. But you see Chiron just leave. And then that's when Kevin comes like, mm-hmm. hey, little, like, where are you going? Why are you leaving? You know, and Chiron just, want, just wanted to leave. He didn't want to be there anymore. Yeah. So... And it's important to know, I think actually Kevin's the one that gives Chiron the nickname of Little. Because I think he says, like, why do you call me that or something of that sort? Like, we can tell already that Kevin is, like, very close to Chiron or feels comfortable enough to be giving him these nicknames. Yeah. But I think I remember him saying, like, oh, why do you let the other guys, you know. Bully. Yeah, bully you. Basically saying, like, you know, you need to toughen up. You're soft, Chiron. You need to toughen up. And then all of a sudden, they just start wrestling and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Then just after that, they're just laying down the floor on the grass. I mean, Chiron and Kevin are getting on. They're like, see, I wasn't soft or something like that. No. Kevin something tells like, see, I knew you weren't soft. Yeah. Basically, then they just go off. And it's important to note, this movie, it talks about the people who helped raise Chiron. Mm-hmm. Um, so after this, he ends up going back to Teresa's place. And eventually, him and Juan go to the beach. And that's something important that we see how Juan is the one teaching him to swim. They go into the water and he's trying to teach him, you know, these life skills. Yeah. Tells him life skills. He even shares some some background of of his past yeah Yeah. to sharon so it's like you can tell he's really like opening up to the kid he really has you know connected with this he cares about him yeah i i thought that was awesome actually yeah and to build on that juan ends up taking sharon home and he even gives him money like for anything he may need yeah and that's where we continue on this whole I mean, I'm sure Paula's trying her best, but not damn hard enough. Because as soon as Chiron gets in, she starts rushing to the table where this man is sitting and covering up and taking some stuff. Like, it just looked very suspicious. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know what she was exactly doing. We ended up finding out what it was at the end, like towards the end. Yeah. Or middle, I guess. But, like, sh- nothing of where were you again? It's late and mm. no concern. Exactly. Just no concern. Not even words. Right when uh, they knock on the door, she just brings Chiron in, closes the door, and that's it. Fucking picks up that stuff that was on the table. Even the man was like, hey, little man. And she's like, tells the dude, like, no, get over here. No acknowledgement of her no. son. And it's pretty easy to infer what she was doing because in the next scene, I noticed Chiron gets home from school and there's no TV. 
Yeah. And then you noticed that he's drawing a bath for himself and they have no hot water. Yeah. So like the gas or the electric, something's out. Yeah. So she she has a job, you know, she's coming home in scrubs. Where's the money going? Exactly. Yeah. Was it from what she was hiding in the last scene? I was I was thinking so too. Like she was doing some shady stuff for sure. Yeah, I inferred pretty much at that point that she was probably using yeah something to lead to her wanting to hide it from Chiron. Yeah, which explains the whole missing TV. I think she sold it. Yeah, she might have. Yeah, and if she sold it, then she could have paid the electric or gas, but clearly she didn't. Nope. So then after that, we have a pretty intense scene. We have where Juan ends up going back to that apartment complex in the first scene of the movie yeah and he sees a vehicle that looks kind of familiar i guess to him uh, not not familiar i think he just like he was telling the guy i'm guessing one of his runners uh he's like why are you letting these people like on our street or just something like mm-hmm. that he gets annoyed and then puts his guys like no it's okay just let him not Juan's just like no he gets to the car and that's when he notices some dude and then um Apollo in the passenger seat, fucking just trying to spark up something. He's like, he's all pissed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not pissed about the whole fucking the guy. He's paying no attention to it, but to the mother because he knows she's supposed to be taking care of her children, not fucking buying, smoking all this shit. But um, I remember seeing, like, in that scene, you see Paula uh, say, like, oh, you are I'm you going to raise my kid? Yeah. Are you going to raise my kid? Are you going to tell him why he's bullied? Why the other kids bully him? Mm-hmm. And from right there and then I have in my notes, Chiron, gay, comma, hence the bullying question mark. I think this poor kid is being bullied because these other kids have not mentally evolved enough to understand gay, straight, bi, queer, trans, who cares? If oh, no. You be who you want to be. It's fine. Oh, yeah. You love who you want. And these kids... Are just being bullies to him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the mom's like, are you going to tell him? Are you going to break it to him? It's like, he just looks at her like dumbfounded. Like, oh, yeah. what is your problem? Basically. Oh, are you going to tell my son that I do drugs? Are you going to tell him that you're the one that's selling me drugs? Yeah. That was a big one, too, to me. I'm like, that. Mm-hmm. shoot. <laughs> and we actually kind of end up in that scene next because Charlotte ends up going again to Teresa and Juan's place. And Juan's teaching him, like, you don't sit with your back to the door. You know, you sit towards the door so nobody ever surprises you if they're coming in. And um, we see how uh, Chiron's telling Juan that he hates his mom. Yeah. Um, And Juan's telling him, like Richie mentioned, also, uh, once again, thinks about his past, how he hated his mom once and now she's gone. But yeah, he shares some little past again, you know, try to connect with uh, Chiron. Yeah. And after that, we have this one scene. Um, I guess somebody said something to Chiron and he asks Juan, like, what does, and I'm not going to use the word because it's a derogatory word. Um, he asks him, like, what does that mean? And Juan tells him, like, it's a bad word to make gay people feel bad. And he tells Chiron, don't let people call him that. Like, if he's gay, he's gay, but don't let him people call him that because it's a derogatory term at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I thought that was an important scene. Oh, yeah. And also, too, with that, like, you know, he even asked, like, am I one? And I liked how uh, Teresa was, you know, involved with that conversation, too. Like, no, or we don't know yet or something like that, you know. Try to basically not really say it in that word, but, like, you know, 
basically how if you are it's okay yeah um, you can be whoever you want to be no matter what but don't let somebody use a derogatory slur yeah against something like you. that basically basically making him feel more comfortable with the idea if he is yeah you know? i thought it was an important scene and that goes back to he feels more comfortable having these conversations with them than his mom oh yeah these are total strangers yeah and then going back to what i mentioned we after how i said that we're gonna have that scene soon where chiron asks a question regarding one dining to his mom and he asks him at that point like are do you sell drugs and do you sell to my mom like does my mom use and do you sell to her yeah and he tells her like yes Mm -hmm. yeah and then he just ends up leaving. Sharon leaves the house. Yeah. I mean, honesty is the best policy at the end of the day. But for a child, like, I don't know. I don't think he had to tell him that. True. Maybe it'd be different if it was his kid. Since he's already grown so close to it, he doesn't need to lie to the child, you know? Maybe. So then next scene comes up. We see it's a time skip. Mm-hmm. And this is where we see the, the lowercase eyes, two of them. And it says Chiron. Yeah. Uh, we start off and see that Sharon's obviously a bit older. That you he's, can see he's in high school, looks like. Yeah, and he's unfortunately still getting bullied by these same kids. Yeah. It's presumed from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And we have a scene right after that where he goes um, home. Well, he's after that he's talking to Kevin. Kevin is kind of boasting about this situation. This, this interaction he had with a, a girl. Th- yeah, you see. Uh, Kevin called Chiron Black, mm-hmm. calling him Black more. You know, that's yeah. a little nickname. So maybe he's little, he's right around there. I feel like he's still getting confused on why he's calling him, you know, Black. Mm-hmm. And after that, like he's talking to Kevin because he's trying to avoid leaving right after the last school bell rings to avoid running into these bullies. Yeah. So he ends up leaving a little bit later and he gets home. And at this point, we as an audience know Paula is using, she is high, and he gets home, and Paula's like, you have to leave, find a place to stay, because I have company coming over. Mm-hmm. Like, are you kidding me? Like, go to their place then, because you have a kid, your kid shouldn't be leaving the house, because you have people over. Yeah. But he, thankfully, he has Teresa's store, and he goes to Teresa's. Yeah. But this is where my critique for the movie is. Right away, I have on my notes, goes to Teresa's, dash, is one dead. Because we don't see him. Yeah. We don't see him. So I'm like, what happened? And the movie goes on. Teresa, just like Juan, is teaching Chiron these life things. She's teaching him how to make his own bed, set up a bed, something. Once again, Paula should be teaching him. So the night goes on. Chiron goes home. And the mom seems like she's high. She's acting very erratic. Saying that she's locked out of the house, she needs to get in. Yeah. Um. She's like, "Oh, where did you sleep?" And blah blah blah. And I think he mentions like, "Oh, at Teresa's." Yeah. And that's where she's like, "Oh, I haven't seen her since the funeral." And that's when we for sure know that one is dead. One is dead. It's unfortunately, like, what happened to him? Like, it can be implied he was living a certain life. Maybe it got he it caught up to him. Unfortunately. Yeah. But we don't know for sure. Yeah. And we don't know that for sure. Yeah. I love the actor, and it's like, we just saw him in Hidden Figures for five minutes. Yeah. And now we see him in this one for ten minutes. Like, I don't think we saw him for five minutes. I think maybe a total time we saw him, five, and saw him in five minutes in that, because it was, you know, divided into 
little times. Well, it's a bit of an exaggeration on my end. Yeah. But, <laughs> but still, it's we want we just want to see more of him. Which another movie he's in, a little bit off track, but we do see him in Green Book. So we should hopefully be discussing that one here in a couple months. Cause after we're done with these movies, we're gonna take a break and give you all a different pace. We're gonna try and maybe do uh comparisons of animated to live actions now. So when he gets there and she's mentioning this, Paula says, like, well, I know Teresa always gives you money. Give me the money. I need money. Yeah. I'm, I'm sick. I need something to feel better. Mm. So it seems like she's having... Withdrawals. Yeah. And unfortunately, she ends up taking Sharon's money. Um, so then after that, Sharon's going to go upstairs. But then Paula's like, where are you going? Don't you got to go to school? You're going to be late. Mm-hmm. So then he turns around, heads out the door. And after that... Once it's the end of the day, it looks like he's walking to Teresa's. And the same bullies end up blocking him. Like, where are you going? At Teresa's? And then it's like, oh, I wonder what she's doing. Now that Juan's dead or something of that sort. Yeah. So at that point, it's like confirmed, confirmed. He confirmed, confirmed. Um, Because of them blocking him... He ends up going to the train station and he's sleeping on the train in the station area until they close and he goes to the beach. Yeah. Um, once at the beach, we see Kevin come up. It ends up building up to an interaction where Kevin and Sharon end up hooking up. Yes. Um, a couple things happen after that. Um, we have where Paula tells Sharon, like, oh, you don't love me. And it's like... I'm sorry, but how is your child who you abandon for drugs going to love you? So basically, to not go into so much overview of the summary, after that, Sharon goes to school and the bullies end up talking to Kevin. And they end up telling Kevin, like, oh, we want you to beat up Sharon, basically. Basically, yeah. Which ends up happening. Yeah. And Sharon, you know, goes to the principal's office and they're telling him, like, who did this to you? Yeah, like, press charges and stuff. But he's like, no. Yeah. Like, he doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. And from there, you know, it, it, since Kevin was involved, men knows he wants to. Yeah, because I guess he still sees him kind of like a lover, a friend, yeah. you know. But after that, we have a scene where Sharon's walking into school. And it looks like a switch has flipped. Oh, yeah. He ha- looks determined. He ends up going into the school and... Going into class. And in that class is the head honcho bully, the leader of the bully pack. He grabs a chair and then just whacks him with the chair. You see the bully on the floor. What did that- you think when you saw that? I was like, OMG. I felt like that would have been satisfy- like satisfactory for him. Well, yeah, because his bully for years... Years has been on him, and oh, now yeah. he's getting other people, people who are his only friends, to turn on him. Yeah, like really. And this is where I have my next complaint. So they end up arresting him, Sharon. Yes, and we have a time jump. Yeah, time like, jump. Like what happened? I wanted to, I wanted the bully to get some repercussions. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know. I wanted to see the bully get laughed at for being bullied by the person he bullied. But we have a time jump, and now it's three lowercase eyes black. Um, we have Sharon now in his maybe mid to early twenty, early to mid twenties. Basically, his adult life. Yeah. Um. Basically, he's doing the same thing as one. He is dealing. He has his own runners. Basically, yeah. Um. And he ends up. Like, 
it's just to break this down to y'all. He moves to Atlanta. Um, after he went to juvie, he moved to Atlanta. While he's at home, he ends up getting a call from Kevin. And Kevin is now a chef at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, and he basically tells Sharon, like, oh, well, it'd be nice to see you sometime or something like that. Yeah. And at that point, it just the movie is pretty much speeding up. It, it's not really long when it comes to phase three of his life. No. Um, he's doing good for himself. I mean, he's a lot bigger. He's super muscular. Mm-hmm. He has gold chains, gold necklaces, a gold grill. Like basically, like, basically what Juan was kind of in the beginning, but little more. Yeah, extra. yeah. He has his own place, but no partner. He doesn't have a a partner that we see. No. Nope. Um. So Sharon ends up going to. He goes and visits his mom first. And then we see right there, like, oh, they're just talking kind of in the beginning. But then you pointed out, actually, that it was a visitor's pass on uh, Sharon mm-hmm. on his shirt. So right there, we're thinking, like, oh, maybe she's, like, in some sort of facility, institution, or... I think she's, like, in a sober living. Like, I think she did her rehab, and now she's in sober living. Um, and she says that she's going to stay there and help people like her. Yeah. She's trying to get better, I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is good. I mean, it's never too late. It never is. Um, so we have that scene. And then after that, it's basically um Sharon goes to visit Kevin. Yeah. We find out that Kevin has a son. Yeah. Um, after having his son, he did some time in jail, basically for the same thing that Sharon is doing now. Yeah. And Kevin's like, This isn't you, like, why are you doing this? Yeah. And Sharon tells him, like, oh, well, when I was in juvie, I met this guy who set me up basically as a runner. And he moved his way up from running to where he was at now. Yeah. I mean, what did you think? Did you think he would turn out to be working in that line of work? Honestly, I had a little feeling like he would get, like, some sort of influence into that. But I didn't think he would be, like, where he is. I thought, Mm -hmm. I would have thought that he would have been, like, uh, just a runner, not like he would be answering to somebody, not people answering to him. Mm-hmm. You know, the one thing I knew that okay, once we get to the last phase of his life, I knew at least he wouldn't turn out to be like his mom. Oh, like, yeah. I knew if one thing was for sure, he probably wouldn't turn to the drugs, mm-hmm. but yeah, he might deal the drugs. And after that, they end up um, going to Kevin's place. He lives by the beach. Uh-huh. The same beach, I think, that they first hooked up at. Yep. And um, they're talking. And and Kevin ends up telling Sharon, like, I'm not making much money. I'm making shoe money. But at least I have no worries. No worries at all. I thought it was cool of him to say, like, yeah, like, I'm making a little bit. Like, I'm making, like you said, pennies. But I got a job. I have a son. I have no worries at all. Yeah. I, I like that. I was- and. I think by worries, he means, like, I don't have to watch my shoulder. Like, I don't have to be like, okay, are they going to catch me? Are they going to... Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, the day-to-day worries of, like, you know, bills or this or that. But no worries of, I'm not going to get to see my son because they're going to lock me up again. Exactly. Which I thought was a good thing to tell Chiron to maybe bring him back to reality of, like, you don't need to do this. Yeah. Um, But Chiron ends up telling um Kevin that he the only person he's ever been with was kevin those yeah. many years ago yeah i think it was 10 years that i think about it yeah which that actually surprised me i i would have thought sharon is a handsome man i, I would have thought he would have had a lot of more um suitors but he didn't um maybe he was still holding out hope for kevin i don't maybe. know 
Or maybe he was just confused a little bit. I feel like he might have also been jaded. Like, the first person he has feelings for romantically ends up turning on him and beating him up in front of the school. And then basically from that, it escalates from that conversation to them just... Cuddling in bed, I think. Cuddling and then ending like that. Well, we have... um, We see them cuddling and then we see little Chiron at the beach. Yes. And then it's the end. Yeah. That is my third critique this is why i gave the movie an 8.5 out of 10 is because one i did not like that we did not find out what happened to one yeah two after the bully scene it just jumps to the next phase yeah and then it just ends like that like i wanted to see sharon's happy ending oh yeah yeah technically he did i mean i guess it's implied but it's like i don't know it just ended like what like i wanted more like this was a long movie Ish, but I wanted more about that. Yeah, I get you. Overall, it was a great movie. It was. It was a very great movie. It just left me wanting more about yes. certain stuff. Oh, yeah. In my opinion, do I think it deserved to win? I'm not sure yet. I have to still have to see uh, Lion and Arrival. Yes. I think there is clear indication as to why it won. Like, yeah. for sure, compared to some of the other movies, the message is a lot deeper than oh, the other movies. Daytime. Like, compared to La La Land, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I think it was kind of close with uh, Manchester by the Sea, honestly. I mean, for me, so far, I don't know. We'll, we'll be recapping that two episodes from now. But overall, great movie. The cast was great. Like, a lot of new actors, at least for me, but those actors did so good. Oh, they did. Like, Every single one of them. Mm-hmm. It was a great movie overall. But yeah, that was Moonlight, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you all for joining us at the movies again this week. Yeah. So next week, we will be watching Arrival. So if you want to join us, you can find it on Paramount+. Plus. Just like we say always, look up the trigger warnings before. But that is for th- all for this week, guys. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Before we go, you all can go ahead and leave us a review, please. Uh, rate this episode if you don't mind. And you all can also find us on Instagram at Meet Us at the Movies. Thank you.